1: Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by the co-host I missed the most, Mozzie. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. It's good to have you back for this uh, last week of games.
0: ooh It's been an up and down uh, season. I've had to miss a few weeks, but you know what? This has been, to me, this has been the longest season of football, at least uh, in terms of how it has felt.
1: <laughs> it's uh <laughs> It's Which it's been great. a very yeah, it's been a very tight year. The parity has been heavy. Like this is definitely pick wise, like my worst year in a while on like pick record. Like usually we're sixty-six percent plus I'm at like sixty-two percent this year on the on say, the I money think line. Last
0: year we were above seventy.
1: Yeah, I I I think I was like sixty nine and you were just above seventy, <laughs> if I recall. Yeah. This, this year, year a I lot stopped keeping track.
0: <laughs> it wasn't ideal. We were in the low sixties. And then I missed some weeks and didn't get to pick all the games, so I kind of stopped.
1: It it has been harder. Like I mean, because we've seen again it's the worst teams keep up with some of the best teams for like entire games, and it's just
0: yeah. We're like, is there are there actually good teams or is everyone actually kind of just frauds?
1: Yeah, everyone's frauds. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> it's just one there's one team that has Mahomes and that's kind of the um one of the right. big differences. So um, with that, uh, getting into the games this week, a lot of this is going to be, well, two things. One, it sounds like right now um, we do not, uh, we're not going to have a resolution to Buffalo and Cincinnati. And of course, we are, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Demar Hamlin. We are wishing for his speedy recovery. It sounds like as of today, we've gotten some good updates on his conditions. He's, he's awake now. He's communicating via writing, so you know, the, the super quick response by the team on the field, like the, the medical teams and the, in my opinion, like one of the most important things is he got CPR like super quickly once he needed it. And you know, as well as anybody, like how important that is to like get the oxygen flowing because like, even like every second is like hyper important with that because so many functions get cut off and can be like permanently ruined if you're not getting oxygen for a bit. So...
0: Oh yeah, I think it's. I mean, basically, ten minutes without oxygen to the brain, and you start suffering permanent brain
1: damage. Mm-hmm. So, really great that they were able to get to that quickly for him. So, wishing for his recovery. I, you know, I think the right thing was done, not continuing this game. We've seen times where games. It's it's been a while, but I know there was like I think there was a hockey game where someone had a similar issue happen. And they ended up like continuing to play after an hour and a half, and it's just like it's so hard to continue after something like that. And you could tell just how the players were reacting on the field. That oh gosh, this is brutal and absolutely something different than we've seen. Like yeah. th- we've seen bad injuries before. We've seen guys stretchered off. We've even seen like the ambulance come on the field, but we've never seen at least I I cannot personally recall a player needing CPR on the field. So uh, I can't. That was
0: that was one of the most. Uh, terrifying things I think I've ever seen especially from a football game and it was really kind of eerie because you could tell that there was something wrong but you couldn't quite tell what it was but you could see the player's reactions and you could see like Jalen like hand, like hands covering his face like eyes wide like
1: yeah dude he looks destroyed
0: like, yeah you're just like okay there's something really wrong because if he was just you know even in just like And I say just, but in, like, a fencing position concussion, you still don't have a reaction that severe. I'm like, all right, this is really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But it sounds like he is, I don't know, on the mend.
1: Yeah, it's going about as, like, timeline-wise, it's going about as positively as it could at this point, so.
0: So, that, that was really jarring. And that really shook up a lot of people, and I'll probably talk about it in some later games, but... You know, everyone kind of copes with trauma differently. And so I think both the Bengals and the Bills have a lot of, uh, you know, open forums they need to have as sort of team, you know, locker room talks, kind of just hash some things out. Some of the guys I'm sure are going to want to just put their nose in the playbook and work really hard and not think about it. And some people are going to want to take some time away from the game and, like, be with their families, so it it's, uh, it's probably going to have an impact on some things moving forward, but, you know, everyone kind of copes with it differently, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: each team's going to have to figure out how to get their best uh, players on the field for those games coming up.
1: Yeah, apparently the uh, one of the first things he asked was, I know we talked about this in our groupie during the press conference that happened, like, it was about an hour ago or so. Um Yeah. That one of the first things he asked was like who won, and I'm just like that is absolutely wild. That like, right. F- first thing you wake up, that's what you're thinking. It's yeah, it shows like the mentality you have to have to be an NFL player too. And this this incident displays why they earn their money too. Yeah, it's you. You have this risk when you step on the football field, and it's. I know you can get severely injured in any sport, but like contact sports especially have like. Absurd levels of risk. So, yeah, they're the the
0: modern day uh, gladiators, right? Mm-hmm. I did want to give a special shout out to Zach Taylor, Coach Taylor there for the Bengals, because I feel like he took ownership of the situation as the team that the injury didn't happen to. The way he reacted was very important, because he mm-hmm. could have he could have just put his hands in his pockets. And and done nothing, and that would have been completely justified for him to just be silent and just wait to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And instead, he went right over to McDermott, he said, don't worry about this game, we're not playing this fucking game. Like, what do you need, what can we do, this is really fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think without him kind of taking that leadership stance, the NFL might have either forfeited the game for the Bills... They might have forced them to play, but the solidarity of him just kind of taking ownership of that and even taking some of the pressure off McDermott to be like, no, 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 like we're not playing this game, going straight over to the locker room, getting all his guys on the mm-hmm. same page. I thought that was really impressive. So he's probably not going to get enough credit, but, and they, both of them, I, like, I thought that it was handled very well by pretty much everyone involved, especially the coaches.
1: Yeah. So it was a really jarring thing to see happen, but we're hoping for, you know, his recovery. It sounds like it's going well. We're hoping that the bill, the bills are able to see something positive before they have to take the field again uh, this weekend. Um, But the transition always feels weird trying to go back from that to football, just because like it's such a higher level of importance, but um, yeah, yeah, that's, we're going to talk about football now. This is the transition, I guess. Um, (laughs) But the so, real
0: winner of that game is the Chiefs, <laughs> who are yeah, so, playing Saturday.
1: Yeah, so the Chiefs, I guess to get into our seeding. So again, this is all assuming that we're not going to have that game finished. Um, and it goes as like, no contest or tie. So Kansas City, with the win, locks up the one seed. Um, and so this this game kind of mostly affects like the one through three, I think. And then Buffalo gets the two seed with the win. Or if they and Cincinnati both lose, they get the two seed. And Cincinnati, um if Buffalo and Kansas City both win, he gets the three seed. Um, if Buffalo loses, Cincinnati can get the two seed with a win. So it messed that up. Like the, the, the no contest aspect of it changes the seeding possibilities a little bit because now Buffalo can't get the uh, one seed from Kansas City. Um, after that, so I think I've, I've seen a lot of stuff about like, and Nate, like, How to handle this, and I I think if it's just counted as no contest and left as is, that's probably the best way competitively, I think, because um it actually makes it a little more interesting for the bottom, I believe. So we can now get Miami, Pittsburgh, New England, or even Jacksonville actually has the wild card. So um so yeah, Tennessee, Jacksonville, that one's the most high stakes, that one's on Saturday. Uh, it's a win-and-in game, but Jacksonville could also get in as a wild card if Miami, Pittsburgh, and New England all lose, which is realistic. So, Yeah. Um, that's why my motivation rankings I got the Titans as an 11, as a team who is they are the only team who is exactly only winning in. Um, <laughs> so, at least in the AFC. Um, Green, yeah, Green right. Bay is in the NFC and also a winning in. Um, so, again, that's that one, and then pittsburgh they need a win and then they need miami and new england to both lose which fairly possible um yeah miami needs to win and have new england lose and then new england is a winning in um they can also get in if tennessee miami and pittsburgh all lose if tennessee miami and pittsburgh all lose as a
0: wild card
1: yeah they, yeah new england New England can get in an eight and nine wild card if um those three teams all lose wow um yeah like if new england loses and those teams all lose as well they can get in um Which so Buffalo playing for the two, like they're playing for the two seed, still not the one seed. But getting, I think the two seed, as we talked about off air, is pretty valuable because you don't have to play Baltimore or potentially the Chargers, but probably Baltimore because uh, Baltimore is playing in the 1 p.m. window against Cincinnati for presumably not the AFC crown, just for potential seeding. So I don't think Baltimore, okay, if Lamar is ready. They might play, but Lamar didn't practice today. Again, we're seeing, so I'm assuming he's resting until the playoffs at this point. And Baltimore probably rests and just kind of says, hey, we're going to take the sixth seed because even if they win, they also need the Chargers to lose to Denver. And if the Chargers are trying, they probably beat Denver. So I'm wondering if we, I don't know if we'll see full rest from Baltimore or not, but I think we could see a large amount of it possibly. But then, yes, so the Chargers are locked into the five seed or six seed. Um, if Baltimore loses, they're locked into five. Um, so that's why the the spread kind of started to pay for Denver. Um, yeah. If Baltimore does somehow win, I, the Chargers will obviously try harder to get that five seed because the five seed gets the AFC South winner versus the six seed has to face one of those top three teams. So. Right. And then in the NFC, so the NFL really fucked up not putting Saddle and Detroit in the same windows. That yeah, was the I first I don't thing. get
0: that. I don't.
1: Why did it's they? so dumb. <sighs> That was, like, the first thing I noticed was, like, why the fuck is this happening?
0: They really... Like, it, okay. I. You can blame the Jets for this. The Jets needed to beat <laughs> Seattle. If the Jets had beaten Seattle, this would all be... This would all make sense. But they didn't. <laughs> they fucking lost. So, I, I don't understand. I love the idea of green. the, the season ending with the Lions... In a and in situation against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to make the playoffs after the hard knocks and all the Dan Campbellisms, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. But if Seattle wins that game, does is like mean not meaningless? It's meaningless for the Lions.
1: Yeah, I, the NFL usually does a good job with this. I don't know like how they messed it up so badly this year, like. Did they they know they didn't have Saturday games last year in week eighteen. That's I think that's the issue is that they forced up into Saturday. Yeah, because that might have been it. Like Tennessee and Jacksonville should be the Sunday night game. In my opinion.
0: Yeah. I'm used to the week eighteen, everyone just plays Sunday. There's no Thursday, yeah. Saturday, or Monday game.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember if there was a Sunday night game last year like it's all, i thought it was all one and four it might have been one sunday night game i think it like, was uh, one yeah and that's you know if you've got one that is like isolated and jacksonville tennessee is more or less isolated so yeah um yeah because putting the cheese saturday messes up you know the stuff for like the bills and the bangles in theory and so yeah it's it's you know tougher so yeah that i hope detroit wins yeah me too so (laughs) yeah their scenario they they win if they win and seattle loses they get in um if seattle wins and green bay loses they're in and then green bay is winning in yep so that's that that's why we're going to be rooting for the rams so we can have that last game matter because listen gino congratulations but we i'd rather lions see them.
0: dan i'd rather see dan campbell and that lions team in the playoffs
1: yeah so- I, sorry mm-hmm. i think they have a better <laughs> shot at like progressing to the playoffs too personally but i do too They, you know what they have
0: had a very good offense for a lot of this year not all of this year but for a lot of this year they were getting like 30 points a game
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's i really want to see them in the playoffs it'd be wonderful um so anyway uh philly secures the one seed with a win that's that um they can also get into the loss if san fran and dallas both lose or get, get that one seed with loss if they both lose um and then off of that dallas is most likely locked into the five seed um if philly loses dallas can win and get um the two seed and then if that happens and sanford loses they get the one seed but again they're most likely locked into five um, Tampa Bay and New- the Giants are like for sure in their spots. Tampa Bay is locked to four. The Giants are locked to six. And so since the Giants at Philly, like, and Eagles play like Eagles probably beat the resting Giants is the assumption there. Um, yeah. And the other seeding. So Minnesota's locked to the two or three. Um, they only get the two seed if they win and San Fran loses. So they're probably the three seed. And then San Fran gets the one seed if they win and Philly loses. Otherwise they're the two or three. And then yeah if they get the two seed they win um so they, they get the, if they win or if both them and Minnesota lose um, one of the interesting aspects to me is like who do they want to face in the playoffs like Minnesota and San Fran like if Minnesota wins does San Fran go oh like we would rather face the Giants than Packers slash Lions slash Seahawks so I mean if I'm the Niners I want to play the Packers <laughs> yeah I mean they, yeah they've they've kind of stomped the Packers so like they <laughs> they probably will go for the the two seed there and um also like that's what it is if, if philly does somehow lose they could get the one seed if they win too. so I, I assume they will uh go out and try but going into the slate um again we talked about those situations and a lot of this uh fantasy related stuff is going to be more dfs wise because most of the leagues are done and um the saturday not is a little you know it's two games but the sunday slate that's one where if you're aware of the situations and keep up with how stuff changes throughout the day and like what guys might not play much and like what, you know, shitters are going to play a lot of child shitters, but you know what I mean? Then you can really have a good day with it. So Saturday games start off with Kansas city at the Raiders. We both have Kansas city here. So yeah.
0: It's uh you know, I, my one thing on this game is I'm
1: all up on that over. I, I, I don't think Kansas City has a good defense.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's I, not. It hasn't
1: been. It never came together. It just didn't.
0: <laughs> it just never did. They have um some good guys up front and some good guys in the middle of the field at the linebacker position, and that's kind of it. Uh, they're definitely easy to throw on. Like they are such a bad matchup against the Bengals. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of. Like, okay, Kansas City's going to win this, right? They're going to win probably by more than whatever the spread is. It's probably at least 10. It's probably It might be 14. <laughs> but I also think the Raiders are going to get at least 20 to 24 points. So if that's what I'm thinking, and the total is 52 and a half. I'm basically <laughs> saying I think this is going to be like smash the over. This is like a 60-point total. Cause if this is twenty four to thirty five, would you be shocked? Or even more. No. It might even be like twenty seven to thirty eight.
1: Yeah, it's even if like the Raiders get there in garbage time, like you know, there's a good chance they find a way to get there. I My concern on the Raiders here, um great showing in the overtime loss last week. I had zero doubt they'd lose. Um I so listen, Raiders fan of course. Love, love, love my team. You know, I want them to be good. All that jazz. But, uh, once you blow like five fourth quarter leads, I'm going to assume you're going to blow six. And like, once you blow, you know, a big lead on the Rams, a big lead on the Cardinals, like I'm not going to trust you to hold a lead. So, um, what I did was I used the, um, like one of the big, like free bets I got from signing up for, you know, the aisle sports book and stuff to, um, once there was like a split bit where San Fran was plus money and I just use that big free bet on them, and it hit, of course, because the Raiders blew the lead. Um, I <laughs> I don't want to make a habit of betting against my, my team. It's a happiness <laughs> hedge, of course, but yeah. it just felt very correct, um, and it worked out. Again, I like, I wanted them to win because, like, it's you know the free bet, like it's you know I'm not losing any of my actual money that loses, and then they're still alive for the playoffs if they win. So. Like, crazily enough, the Raiders would be alive this week if they had won, I think. Yeah, they would be. Just because of how, like, there's chances for eight, nine teams to make it in. Um, Because they'd hold the tiebreaker over the Pats, too. So, like, I think that would be that scenario where they could get in with all that stuff and the Pats losing.
0: So, one of the things that I always hear from people who are, I would say, a little bit older. They're at least in, like, their 40s. Or, you know, they say things like, don't bet on your team and i understand where that's coming from but i also have found at least with myself that i tend to do really well when i bet with my team in mind and it might just be because our generation is a little
1: bit i would maybe less fanatical i think a little i think part of it is one being accepting of like being you know cynical about our teams in a way right. um like accepting the reality of it and two like we have access to a lot more you know analytics stats data all that right so be like we are so used to like looking at stuff number wise and objective especially for our podcast you and me like we have to be pretty objective with a lot of stuff so the are out like too and like yeah, I feel like a like a lot of times like when people say about betting on your team, like people betting like betting like money for your team. But I know I know you've probably made money betting against the Jets a lot. So. Yeah,
0: and I've made money betting on them. But a lot of times when I know the Jets are going to lose,
1: that's like <laughs> yeah, it's because like you spend so much time like looking at, thinking about, analyzing the team. You just know them very well. Yeah, like oh, this team really
0: sucks against this and this oh, and they're playing a team that does this and that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get screwed. Like, this... <laughs> they're the team you spend the most time watching. You know most of their players. Yeah. So you can be there. You can be the only person who knows, like, oh, shit, their third-string linebacker, who's actually really good, is not playing, and they're going to their fourth-string guy. That's actually really
1: important. They won't mm-hmm. be able to stop the run. Yeah, it's... You end up knowing a lot more yeah, about the situation. So with that, I know how injured the Raiders are and how much of their defense is on IR. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not feeling confident about their defense at all. Like, I think any Kansas City Chief is possible banger here. Um, the tough part is, like, what do you choose? So to break that tie, potentially, uh, Juju needs 102 yards to hit 1,000. And he needs to play like I think he he needs to play like half the game to stay above 65 percent of the snaps on the season. And as long as he does that, uh, he gets 100 or sorry 1.5 mil, a pretty good chunk there. So just Juju just stay in this game, and then Mahomes needs 530 yards to break the all-time passing yard record, which that's doable. And then if he does that, and if he presumably gets MVP for doing that, um, he gets another 1.25 mil. And then uh, I'll note that Josh Jacobs does have the rushing lead, and I imagine he'd like to keep that. So, yeah. I uh, I do want to mention, though, one of my least favorite guys, uh, not Amir Abdullah, no, uh, Brandon Bolden, is, I think, in consideration here on this two-game slate at the man on DK. He got eight carries last week. I think he could get some work this week. And we know Brandon Bolden has been a pass catcher, so that could be a factor here if the game gets out of hand or, you know, they're playing catch up I and mean, actually trying to win. So I'm just throwing him out there because after Derek Henry, it's like, okay, who the fuck do I play? Like, do I play one of these chiefs running backs, which there are options too, in this matchup. Like McKinnon has been on fire. The matchup's great for Pacheco. So like you can go with any, anyone. I'm just throwing Brandon Bolton out there as a gross option that I don't totally hate. Yeah. I
0: don't completely hate it either. Uh, so Well, so like, like, Let's get the guaranteed ones out of the way. Travis Kelsey always dogs on the Raiders. Yeah, four touchdowns last time, right? Yeah, yeah. He's probably not going to get four, but he's probably getting one. I think he can say like he's probably getting a tutty. Mm-hmm. So there's a Mahomes tutty. Mahomes is going to be a banger as well. Uh, I would say you're going to see the running games working. So I would probably like Pacheco as well. Um, Jacobs has incentives. Jacobs also. Quietly, I don't know how I've we've ever had such a quiet leading rusher. Yeah. On the Year, but it's really not talked about enough that he's essentially like one of the best running backs in football. Yeah, he's been amazing this year. Yeah. Um. So still like him. Uh. Then you have the more interesting like little ones here, like Juju. Do we think Juju does well? Do we think maybe it's you know all tight ends and he you know Mahomes spreads it around to all three of them. I personally think Juju is probably going to get a good amount of targets. It seems right to me in this matchup. Like it just kind of. My Mazzy sense has hit me on Mm -hmm. that. And that's, you know, he has incentives as well for snap percentage. So he's definitely, I think, in
1: play as well. Uh, Trying to think of maybe some other. Yeah, so I think I don't think Miko's gonna play. Uh, Sky Moore got ruled out. So after Juju at receiver, there's MVS Watson and Tony. So I think we'll probably see more uh, Tony this week. I imagine like yeah, m- might see some Tony. Yeah, he's a pretty interesting option for me. He's like four point one k on DraftKings, so I've got him slotted in right now. And then of course you have the old uh, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, I actually like him more than Pacheco this week. I've thought about it some. Um, I- I mean, out there are like the uh, the Zeke and Pollard duo. Like Pacheco Kinda. is
0: your, goes down the middle, and McKinnon gets the passes,
1: sort of flipped to the outside that he can house. Yeah, the 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 Raiders being as banged up as they are, I think they're going to be pretty susceptible to the big play that McKinnon can bring. And again, in the aspect of Mahomes being four thirty yards away from breaking the record, you know, a couple screens to McKinnon will help add up to that total. So,
0: if you could bet on yards per attempt or yards per carry, I would love to do that with Pacheco because if he was getting 6 or 7 yards per carry, that would make sense to me. But mm-hmm. he also might only get like 12 runs, 7 yards a carry and end up with like 80 yards and fantasy-wise that's not really ideal, but like efficiency-wise that's absolutely outstanding.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you you'll you kind of need a touchdown for from him for fantasy, I think.
0: Yeah. Whereas McKinnon, I think, is more likely to just make the most out of a few targets and house it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he gets the targets. That's the huge value of him. Um. So, yeah, back, with, with the Raiders running backs, like, I'm not huge on Bolden because, like, Jacobs does get more receiving work now than he did earlier in the year. I just wanted to throw out if you make a lineup and you're like, fuck, I got to play a Ben Price running back. I think you can, you know, somewhat reasonably play Bolden and keep the lineup, but... We haven't really mentioned Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Um, where are you at with them? Because I, I personally have like a little bit of concern with the Raiders possibly getting smashed, or like, um, you know, the backup gets the one good game, and now there's tape on him. What do he do second game? That's kind of my some of some of my worry. Like basically, if you're fine. if you're <laughs> playing this game in DFS, like you're playing this two game slate, are you playing? Just some Kansas City, or are you full stacking this game? It sounds like you're full stacking this game because you're on the over.
0: Yeah, I'm. I, it's definitely more of a lean towards Kansas City, but I still would probably have two guys there from from the Raiders, maybe
1: three. Gotcha. But anyway, good amount of time on that game. Moving on to Tennessee at Jacksonville, the the most important game of the week, I think. Pretty much. Um, yeah. we both have Jacksonville right now, but I do want to say, I'm not terribly confident. Um, I, in a weird kind of turn, I'm taking the over 40 here, even though it's Josh Dobbs. I, uh, so well, both these teams are pass funnels. That's why. Um, uh-huh. I do still like Derrick Henry a lot. Like he's a banger. He's going to be by far the best running back option volume wise on the slate. So in like, and
0: he historically runs all over Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. He's going to get the ball a billion times. They, th- they're throwing to him more now now that Hilliard's out. So He's in a good spot, and then, like, I think it's okay to use Dobbs and his pass catchers. I put them under the stream territory just because they're cheap, but Dobbs passes better than Malik Willis right now. That's why they're going with him, because I, th- I think the matchup is the reason. If they were going against, you know, Green Bay, they might play Malik and run a major just option offense. They're playing they're playing pass funnel Jacksonville. They're probably playing the guy who can throw better right now, so that's my thought on that part, at least, but... I have to say I'm not super confident in this game either.
0: In fact, <laughs> when I was picking it, I was like, minus six. I don't even know if I want to take Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. Like, my, my most confident pick is the over, and I'm not good at total. So that's, <laughs> that shows <laughs> you what I think of this game. It's uh, It's a divisional game. It's in
0: Jacksonville. Henry always runs all over the Jags. Like, in years past, this would have been a Tennessee win for sure. They're super beat up. Jacksonville's playing really well, but... This is a this is a tough game for Jacksonville. Like, this is – um, you have to go out there and do it because you're not just going to get the win
1: mm-hmm. because
0: you've been playing well before. Like, Tennessee's defense is going to do everything they can to shut you the fuck down.
1: Yeah, and they, they kept up with Dallas for, you know, at least they a bit. Did. So they did. They're going to be very prepared. So it's a very, you know – If not- Tannehill was starting, would you be taking Tennessee? I probably yeah. would be yes yeah so that's the thing like if tennessee makes it through and tandy comes back for the playoffs like this is a very all of a sudden very scary tennessee team so yeah but the for me the big ticket in this matchup is the jacksonville passing game um i wrote matchup and funnel, matchup and matchup and money um so tennessee's a big pass funnel that benefits jacksonville here in that sense and also the three main pass catchers have incentives (laughs) um which I'm not. I'm sure they're not worried about, but it doesn't hurt. Um, so Zay needs two catches to get 250K and then 98 yards to get 500K. Uh, Kurt needs two catches for 500K and then 91 yards for 500K. Um, and then um, Evan Ingram needs either 12 receptions or more likely 77 yards to get an extra 200K. So the incentives are there for the guys who are in the better matchup of it. So I... I'm much more on the Jacksonville passing game than ETN here. I still think ETN will do all right, because he's been playing super well. He's been really good. This is just he a has, tough matchup. Yeah,
0: he's been really good. Mm-hmm. I think, um, honestly, I think if ETN has a bad game, Tennessee probably wins. Not they... like, Not like as in they are directly related, but in more of a parallel sort of, if this happens, then this is also probably happening.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: If if Jacksonville is just getting stuffed, their offense can't make things happen, run game isn't happening, then Tennessee's going to win this one.
1: Yeah. Last game, he only got 32 yards on 17 carries. Yeah, they bottled him up. And like, so obviously they've got guys on IR, but aside from the, uh, aside from the IR guys, it's hard to say. Tennessee is mostly healthy. Um, obviously, no Tannehill either, but yeah. Jacksonville did win that last game against Tennessee, by the way, where ETN was bottled up. Yeah. So, who was the quarterback for that game? Was it Tanny or no? Oh, yeah, it was Tanny. That was Tanny. Hmm. Yeah, I'm picking Jacksonville, but, like, they should win, but I think you and I are both getting this, like, sense of Tennessee, like, is so well coached that it's tough to feel, like, you know, great picking against them. My my inner Mozzie sense is telling me to
0: take Tennessee. I want Jacksonville to win, so I personally am taking Jacksonville. But my uh, I don't know. I'm I'm getting Tennessee wins and makes the playoffs vibe. Yeah, this
1: this is gonna be a great game. I'm excited for this one. I yeah, I wish it were the Sunday night. Um, yeah. <laughs> but next up, our 1 p.m. games starting off with Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh, they need to win and get some help to get into playoffs. So, yeah, they're gonna be playing, you know, balls to the walls. And then Cleveland is out, so they're just kind of play like, spoiler. Uh, for me, Najee's a banger, and he's at uh, 954 yards, by the way. So he's Which got sounds that. And in is insane to me because I
0: really did not
1: like most of the year. I'm like, what happened to Najee? Is he still playing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's not- been playing Najee. really well the last few weeks. So, uh, because he'd gotten hurt at one point, I think he was like not fully back, and now he's like back. No, they're they're starting to click. Yeah the the big question for me is uh does uh does Deontay Johnson get his elusive touchdown this week? uh, (laughs) He's like a Miles Sanders,
0: but the wide receiver (laughs) version of it from last year.
1: It's crazy. He's got like almost 900 yards and no touchdowns. It's Because he had Maybe one get that was, like, like an four. inch off. Yeah, that'd be hilarious, <laughs> like the Mike Evans. Which, that worked out great. Um, but, anyway, yeah, I I don't know if he will. Just because, like, this game is going to be low-scoring. The, the Cleveland defense has been very much compensating for the Cleveland offense lately. Um, mm-hmm. So, this, again, aside from, like, Najee, I'm not heavily interested in this game fantasy-wise.
0: No, I think, uh... My I would probably roll with my normal suspects against. Like I don't want to take anyone from Cleveland. Yeah, so I'm not sure will, what
1: they're gonna do, like playing time wise.
0: Yeah, um, but I'll, if looking at this game, if there were some guys, I'd probably lean towards like Friermuth with that vacant middle of the field that Cleveland has, or
1: honestly Deontay. Uh, and just hope regression hits super hard. Right, that's probably the bet I'm making too. If I'm going any of their pass catchers and then that's probably it maybe pick it if you want to go super cheap
0: might be all right but this Mm -hmm. is an afc north game these games are always Mm -hmm. relatively low scoring well not not always but whenever pittsburgh's involved it's usually a lower scoring game
1: yeah they're the the denver of the north yep (laughs) 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 denolf yeah and then um Injury-wise for everybody, by the way, that that one, I don't think we're going to cover injuries too heavily right now because of... Well, two things. One is Thursday. It's, you know, Thursday afternoon. We don't have Thursday practice support news yet, really, for a lot of these teams. And that's when we start to, like, learn a little bit more. And then also, um, a lot could change with these like resting teams or like teams that are out of it, etc. Just because they may randomly have some guys inactive. Starters may play, you know, just half chunks of time whatever so the injury is going to be more of a thing to like watch tomorrow's practices and then also like the game day inactives to make sure like some random people aren't you know inactive that and like see who gets called from the practice squad and all that so because teams will want to see who they have like what they have in some of these guys who haven't played much right but yeah we both got Pittsburgh there in that uh gross one next up I've got Baltimore we got Baltimore Cincy that's going to be the 1 p.m window so I as we explained in the in the playoff scenarios, I'm I'm taking Cincy here in the assumption that Baltimore kind of just goes, okay, like rest week. And even if not rest week, I think Cincinnati can beat them anyway without Lamar. So Yeah, I yeah. agreed. Cincinnati
0: has had Baltimore's number pretty much ever since Joe Burrow joined the team.
1: They've yeah. just been blowing didn't, them out of the water. Didn't Baltimore win the first matchup though? I think year? they won the first one. When did they play like I thought it was like earlier in the season, but yeah, Baltimore finally got a win on them this year. That's why that's why like if the Bengals had lost, then this would be it for the, the division, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, seventeen nineteen that first game. But previous years, yeah, like they had owned the Ravens. And it was they were just getting torched. Burrow was yeah. just kinda Jamar Chase, you know.
0: You know what happens. Um the, the Lamar thing's interesting just because So when he got hurt, they were like, oh, he'll be back in a few weeks. But I remember thinking, like, really? Because that's – they're saying it's like a three- to six-week injury. They're basically saying he should be back in three weeks. That doesn't really seem realistic to me for the injury that he had.
1: Yeah, it was a PCL sprain, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm like, this is kind of an important ligament Mm -hmm. uh, for this dude to, you know – play his game effectively. So, now he's out a couple extra weeks and people are starting to get worried that he's like holding out or something. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's fine.
1: Yeah. The I thing don't... he yeah.
0: he the only thing he wants to do to make his contract negotiation like th- the best is he wants to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like, I'm not really worried about that. I do think that there was way you know, people were overly optimistic about how long his injury would take, or perhaps unrealistically so, but uh, personally, I think you just let him rest.
1: Yeah, so like for me, the big thing was they, they didn't put him on IR because it's, that which made it seem like, okay, there's a chance he's back in four weeks or less, which he hasn't been. So it's like, okay, why didn't they put him on IR? Well, I think in my opinion, like it's, they probably took it game by game and not to say they would have rushed him back, but he can take more time to rest now that the team stayed afloat without him. Like they if were they going were...
0: right. If they were in a must-win situation, he's playing.
1: Yeah, but but they're they... not. <laughs> yeah, they managed to go three and two without him. No, <laughs> somehow they've managed to scrounge the three and two without him. Um, Huntley and Anthony Brown kept them afloat enough, and their defense. So that's the big thing I want to talk about. With Baltimore is he. Their defense is really, really good right now, and it's just not really being, like, as recognized because their games have just been all gross, but I think once they get Lamar back, this team is actually really fucking scary to encounter in the playoffs, and that's why I'm talking about how important it is for these teams to avoid the three seed, because if Baltimore's a six seed, like, that's a really shitty draw, like, out of the gate, so...
0: Hey, they were our Dark Horse Super Bowl contender. I think collectively both of
1: us were yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think wrong. I had said. I, th- I want to say I said like Ravens. Did I, did I say Rams? I don't know. If I said Rams, that was wrong, but I think I said Ravens Super Bowl earlier in the year. I, kn- well, I remember thinking, we
0: have no idea what the NFC is.
1: Like yeah, that, that was the, year the NFC. Year. <laughs> I also didn't think the Rams would die, basically, so. We did say the Eagles would have a
0: lot of wins because their schedule was cake. I yeah. do remember that. I don't think we had them as the Super Bowl favorite, though. No. But, but they're
1: even better than even we thought
0: they'd be, though, too. My, like, I oh, say. yeah. But we definitely were on these Ravens, and their defense is coming together. And, and you're right. They're not getting a lot of credit because their games are all low-scoring and crappy. But the reason the games are low-scoring and crappy is because their defense isn't letting other teams do jack
1: yeah. shit.
0: <laughs> So,
1: but in this game, by the way, it's incentive-wise. So Hayden Hurst needs two receptions to get 125K and then 100 yards to get another 125K. And then Samadji Pirine, if he could somehow find his way to 124 rushing yards, would get another 100K. And then Joe Burrow does have a shot at uh, 40 touchdowns total. So how many does he have? I think he's at 36 or seven. Ooh-hoo. So it's, it's like actually in range. So, yeah. Do we get the Hayden Hurst Revenge Week? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: Can you believe this bad. team drafted Mandrews and Hurst back-to-back? In the same draft. That's crazy. In the same fucking draft. <laughs> <laughs> They're like me. Am I the Ravens <laughs> in fantasy? Mozzie's the Ravens. The Baltimore Mozzie's. <laughs> well, I need a fourth tight end. What if my other guy gets hurt? <laughs> are,
1: you, are you Ozzie Newsome? give me mozzie newsome
0: uh, mozzie newsome give
1: me, <laughs> give me all the tight ends baby there we go so anyway moving on to tampa at atlanta this game doesn't matter um a couple milestones algier is at 900 yards i imagine they'll you know give him some runs maybe get him to a uh, thousand chris Godwin's at 968 yards and then brady's at uh forty six ten, you know if this game mattered, he could get to 5,000, but I don't think they play him all game to get there. I think what they do, the Bucks, is probably get Godwin his thousand and then chill. Um, Bulls already said that all three quarterbacks are going to play, pretty much, or like more or less. So, like, he's said, like, oh, <laughs> if Brady comes out, um, you know, or whatever, if when Gabbert's up next, then they'll probably have Trask active. So, this is like a preseason game, more or less. Yep, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I- and I don't, I don't yeah. I, don't, I haven't picked a winner. I guess I'll pick Atlanta. I don't know. This game is booty cheeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, um, <laughs> we've got Minnesota at Chicago. Both got Minnesota. So uh, Nathan Peterman is starting. Yep. And so e- if even if Minnesota wanted to lose this, I don't think they could if they tried. The, uh, the, the big thing here in this game, though, um, well, well, one, Fields is out. Um, so he will not be going for the Lamar rushing record. I figure since he was banged up, I'm like, oh, if he plays, he'll just go for the rushing record and come out. But we have another record here, uh, which is Justin Jefferson. He needs 194 yards for the all-time receiving record in a season. Okay. So I could do that. Yeah, I. It's it's a tough one because I, I think what's his name? Uh, O'Connell is that his name, right? I'm, I'm blanking on their coach's name. Yeah, he. Uh, was talking about it, and I think he. I think you mentioned the starters would, you know play a lot i think play the whole game something along those i want to find the exact quote now but um because if they're probably stuck at the three seed is the thing yeah like we said possible two seed but probably stuck a three seed so it's a tough thing of oh do we play do we just like rest and accept the three seed we're probably getting or do we play hard for a tiny two seed chance and this record and also Part of it, I think, is how bad they were last week. They might want to just get a game in. That's what I think. I think that they think played, they like, that too. absolute
0: dog shit last week. So if they want to go into the playoffs feeling a little confident, put it put together a good showing and, like, look like an actual NFL team.
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: that's a pretty good possibility. That would be all the motivation I would use as a coach is just, like, fuck, forget the playoffs, Let's look like a football team again.
1: Yeah, like, we're not going to get anywhere in the playoffs playing like that. Yeah.
0: Playoffs? (laughs) Playoffs? (laughs) Are you kidding me? So, yeah, that game was also kind of cheeksy. But you know what? JJ might get the record.
1: Yeah. um, Other milestones, you've got Hawkinson at 898 yards and Kirk's at 28 TDs. So, possible for Rock to get there, but maybe not if JJ's getting his. Which, he can't easily get that. Like, he might get that in a half against this team, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, um, but also I do want to say, uh, Minnesota defense, great option this week against Peter man. <laughs> yeah. I just call him Peter, Mann. Peter <laughs> man. Peter <laughs> man. I know this cracked me up, but next up we've got new, the New York jets at the Miami dolphins. And this is a tough one. The jets are actually favored because two was hurt. He's not playing. Teddy's pretty questionable. He his fingers messed up. He might not play um limited practices Wednesday which that's kind of reassuring um so if he plays I'll pick Miami if he doesn't play in a Skylar Thompson the Jets might play spoiler here yeah I I don't know I I want the Jets to lose
0: because if they lose I think Miami gets in the playoffs right
1: uh Miami let's see they need a win at some help what did I write they, they they might need New England to lose too, I think.
0: Well they they would also need New England to lose, but against the Bills, I think that's got a pretty good yeah. shot of happening.
1: Yeah, Miami needs to win and get a New England loss. So yeah, pretty good shot. They they mostly they mostly just need to worry about winning, of course, like I like I would greatly
0: prefer not
1: to see the Patriots in the
0: playoffs because they're kind of a dog shit team mm-hmm. this year and don't really deserve it. Whereas at least the Dolphins, I know that with Tua in and those wide receivers, they could you know, actually do some fun things in the playoffs. So that's you know better.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. With this game, um. So my my approach this week, um, is 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 kind of different. So with with teams where they're freshly eliminated, I might be pretty hands off. Uh, teams that have been eliminated for a while, and like 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 the Falcons, like they're good. The Falcons are gonna do the same shit they've been doing. Or like. Same with Denver, like, these teams that have been eliminated for three weeks and have just been playing all the same guys, I think they'll keep it the same. But these teams that just got eliminated this last week, it's a little tougher for me to feel like they'll keep doing the same thing. With with teams or, like, with the Jets and with the Lions potentially and, like, the Browns, playing, spoiler, like, I guess your division mate is nice. But at the same time, there's a lot of other factors, too, so.
0: Yeah, I... I don't even know what I want from the Jets in this game Mm -hmm. because they can't make the playoffs at this point. I'd rather their record be worse. So they get a better pick. I would like to see their offense not look like shit for once, but I also smash
1: the jet or yeah, the Jets did smash the dolphins last time.
0: I know. Uh, Like I would love to see the team not look like crap, but I also really hate the Patriots. So yes, (laughs) And I don't really hate the Dolphins like I do the Patriots, and I actually like the Bills quite a lot. So, like, it's pretty much just all hatred for the Patriots. That's pretty much equal to the love I have for the Jets. (laughs) Um, It's a yin and yang. It's equal parts love and hate. So I just, uh, like, I don't personally know what I want from them in this game. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I'll probably just look at the after and see what happened i would be totally cool with miami winning and making the playoffs here though with new england hopefully losing
1: yeah that's that's what i want um yeah so with uh, what do i know? with skylar thompson if he's playing um i wrote in miami running backs he dumped off to the running backs a lot and then <laughs> yeah, he targeted reek a lot more than waddle so in this game where like yeah they super need to win and go balls to the walls. I think they'll get a lot of stuff to redesign, whether that's short targets, like crazy design plays, end arounds, like so. Tyreek, I feel fine about for me. I, mean, I feel like okay about the running backs too, but like I don't think I'm on Waddle this week. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean Skylar Thompson's pretty limited, but you know
0: I haven't gotten to uh, praise McDaniel in a while. He's so good at optimizing what he's got with him. that game and figuring out a way to utilize that in the best possible way to give them a chance of success so i feel like he will have a game plan for Skylar that just was like all right this part of your game sucks so we're just not gonna do any (laughs) of that but this part of your game is really good so we're gonna you know we're gonna rehash on that i also think like miami is just like they haven't imploded like a lot of other teams have this year, they're they've lost a lot of games now because of their quarterback situation and being hurt. Yeah. But I watched some of that uh, New England Miami game that New England won because New England is New England. But Mike McDaniel was out coaching him, like straight up schematically out there, which is really impressive because we know how Bill runs things there, right? Mm-hmm. With his defense, he's pretty much just out beats everybody. But McDaniel. Was like, no, I'm going to do a fourth and seven slant and make all three of his fucking safeties run into each other like
1: <laughs> Huey,
0: Dewey, and Louie or Curly Moe or whatever. <laughs> like the three stooges. It's really impressive. So, like, he knows what the fuck he's doing. I I hope that the Jets lose this one for for Miami. I hope
1: Miami yeah. can get this. Yeah, like, if the, the, the big uh, if on Miami going forward is, like, what is Tua's status and timeline? Because if if Tua does recover and can play and not get concussed again, ideally, right. th- I don't know if you saw like the part where they were McDaniel and Tua were like talking about like at the film and uh, Tua couldn't like, remember some of the plays and throws he would made, and so yeah. that's when they got him tested and they're like, "Oh yeah, you got concussed again." Yeah. Which I, then he goes I out second half and there was a ton of interceptions. He's like, "Oh shit, okay, this kind of makes more sense." Yep. Yeah, it sucks because like those like that severe one and then like you know play more like play the next week and then now this one like those stack up so like and they get easier and easier to get yeah it it really sucks so like i hope that in in a weird sense i almost want miami to be eliminated for tua's safety yeah i mean i i hear you on that cuz like if they progress into a plays again this like he needs to just not play this year. But if they, if he gets cleared and they move on to the playoffs, like he'll play. But right, it's one of those like longevity concerns for me at this point.
0: He needs some time away from
1: the game. Yeah, and like he's got Teddy, of all people, to talk about this with. Right. So, yeah. But anyway, um, next up we've got Houston at Indy. Um, if Houston <laughs> loses, they secure the top pick. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Pitt Pittman's at eight ninety five yards. They might get into a thousand, but it's them Ellinger. So maybe they can't. Um, yeah, next up we've got Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I say uh, that that is seriously, all like, we need to spend on that. Yeah, fucking game. Um, no, uh, yep. Yep. We've got Carolina at New Orleans next. This is one where, again, these teams are freshly eliminated. Um, so I'm curious what they do. However, I, I wa- I thought I saw something about Carolina saying they're just going to keep going, like play St. play normally. Um, I'm not positive on that, but it would make sense just because I think getting, you know, one more win, having a really strong finish to the year for the Panthers would like, would help a lot for Wilix's potential shot at this job. So, yeah, I think they continue playing and play hard for him. That's my thought on it. Um, New Orleans is an interesting one because <laughs> Dal- so Dalton's hit his incentives already secured them. They were like snap share percentages, I think. Um, and he secured those already. So, I think there's a t- A non-zero chance they say, hey, Jameis, like, go play. Because Dalton, I don't know if Dalton would be their... They probably don't hope Dalton's their starter next year, but having him as a backup, like, is an option. So, like, you know, keeping him, not hurt, and then seeing if they think Jameis can be their starter or maybe he'll be their backup. I think that makes sense at this point to, like, give him a go. I I agree with that. And give him some tape to put out, too.
0: Especially if... Because I think there's a decent shot Jameis is not with the team next year. Mm-hmm. If you are going to try to move him or shop him, let him get some playing time, unless you really think that he's going to play awful and he's going to actually hurt his value.
1: Yeah, or you know,
0: you don't want him to get hurt either. So yeah, he might be a free agent though, so it might not even be. Yeah, I'll check real quick. A trade thing.
1: Yeah, again, I, I have no clue if they'll do that, but I'm like I'm keeping an eye on it just because it makes some sense to me at least. Yeah again Dennis Allen doesn't make much sense to me sometimes but <laughs> so I don't know what he'll do um so his ah I don't know, the dead cat's still 11 mil what yeah like next year he's a free agent after this year there's a lot. there's I think there's a lot of like team options or something after this year or after 2023 but in 2023 it's not like a great cut so I feel like they may want to See what they got. I don't know. Um, Incentive wise, though, yeah, mile milestone wise, DJ Moore's at 878 yards, and then Olave's at 982 yards. So I think we'll you know see those guys try to get to those milestones of a thousand. Man, Olave's been so
0: good this year,
1: dude. He's amazing. Oh man, he's so good.
0: That Olave oil baby.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I've got him on a nice team. It feels really nice. Um, this is a game where this was a little tougher for me for DFS because again, talking about the fresh eliminated teams being tough to gauge. I think that's more for New Orleans here. I think Carolina still does their thing, but I'm not sure about New Orleans.
0: I would love to see Carolina win. I just I just I got that sense. They're not going to
1: New Orleans is just impossible to predict, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but next up, we've got New England at Buffalo. One of the more important games in this window. Um, I think the most important one we had was which one? Is actually the, uh, maybe. Up, oh, that Saturday. was Saturday. So actually, this might be the most important game in this window of New England at Buffalo, um, because Buffalo, like we said, can get the two seed. Um, again, we don't know what's going to happen exactly with how they do the seeding. I think they should, and most likely will just kind of leave it as is, and um, you know, unfortunate a bit, but it you know, what like we all saw what happened. Like it's, it's one of those things yeah. where you know. It's what Like, the, the football fallout is very secondary, and I don't think it's cool for anyone to, like, bitch or whine about how the NFL decides to handle the records in the playoff seating. Like, yeah. So. Now, if they do a dumbass
0: job and say, you know, we're just going to not have an AFC playoff picture, and they're going to do a round-robin tournament where they have hugging contests, then you can be upset. That's I mean, difficult. I don't know.
1: I want to see Josh Allen get some hugs. yeah. Have you ever seen I, there's I like see there's it. this comic strip about this guy like on the on the pec deck, you know, and he's like, I'm gonna get so good at hugging
0: <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: I've seen that. <laughs> that's that's I always like think of that when I do the pec deck. I'm like, I'm gonna get <laughs> so good at hugging. you <laughs> so good, god dang good at hugs. <laughs> so yeah, this game and then New England's of course fighting to get in. They they can still get in with a loss if they get the lot if they get what they need, but they want to win and secure their spot because they they're they're winning in. So, I'm really curious how this is gonna go. Yeah, like I know you you had some some thoughts on what Buffalo might do given what they're going through.
0: Yeah, well, because I don't remember who I was listening to. It was some various podcast over the past few days. Just a former player talking about you know when this thing happens, you have guys in the locker room that are really divided on how they handle these things. And Buffalo, both Buffalo and Cincy had to watch that trauma happen. Mm -hmm. And in the psychological world, it's often, you know, stated that violence observed is violence perceived is, you know, violence inherited basically is. So when you watch something happened to somebody else, even if it isn't happening to you, it is shared trauma. Mm-hmm. And you still get virtually all of the psychological effects that the other person has, but you have it on yourself as well. So, like, both Cincy and Buffalo are going through it right now with their players. I mean, I was shook watching Hamlin get hurt.
1: Yeah, it was, it was intense. It was one of those things where, like, once they said the CPR, I'm like, oh, shit, this is a different. Yeah. And like
0: I, I can't imagine what it was like being on the field up right there and watching that. That was yeah. probably very traumatizing.
1: Yeah, I know all of us when we were talking. Like once we saw the replay of him, the hit happened. He stands up, and then all of a sudden, just collapses, falls backwards. That was like, oh gosh, like something is wrong now. Yeah. So, and you know Emma, who you know will sometimes watch football with me. She was watching because the Bengals were on. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like. Is that normal? I'm like, no, it's not normal. It's very... Very, very not normal. Yeah.
0: But, when you know, with, with that being said, you know, Buffalo's going through it right now. Their players are all going to be handling it differently. I have a feeling McDermott is probably going to have a team meeting and give them all a speech about, you know, playing for Hamlin and coming together and, you know not letting his injury derail the season. In fact, let it motivate us kind of thing. Mm. And I think at the end, he'll ask, you know, open-endedly, like if you want to play, play. And if you don't, that's okay too. And I have a feeling that most of the guys are going to play, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple guys who were just like, you know what? I'm not in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. Um And ultimately I think you are going to get it the majority of the Bills players out there. And thankfully, they get to play the Pats, who they fucking hate.
1: Yeah. So they get
0: to put all of that against the Patriots. I personally, I think this is either like Buffalo is not mentally ready and they lose, which I think is much less likely, or more likely Buffalo just absolutely dong snaggles the the Patriots here, like 40
1: to (laughs) 7. Yeah, I I really want that one. <laughs> like, that's what everybody wants. So, yeah, this this is a game that I'm... This will probably get most of my attention, at least to start in this window, because, again, of, like, the importance for both teams of this. Like, this is one of the few, like, both-side competitive games in this window. Um, I also want to add, so Jalen's got a shot at 40 touchdowns. Passing, I don't know what he's rushing. He's probably over that total already. Mackenzie... Um, <laughs> Needs 46 yards to get 100k. Um, if he can somehow get 10 receptions, he can get another 100k. But more likely the 46 yards. And then milestone wise, Ramondre is at 986 rushing yards, and Mac is at uh, 2753 passing yards. So you know for the 3000 milestone there. Um, <laughs> banger like fantasy player wise, um, for me like you know the Buffalo guys. They're like I you know if we're expecting Buffalo to smash, I you know I like the Buffalo guys here.
0: Yeah, I, the Bills are kind of perfectly designed to fuck up New England's defense. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it now for the past two years. It's really fun to watch. They just torch that zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Jalen. That's Diggs. That's pro. I mean, so the Isaiah, the Isaiah McKenzie thing is interesting. Uh, I like that. The Ramondre though makes me laugh because. With most teams, you would think, oh, they're going to give Ramondre the ball so he can hit that milestone and get paid. But when your coach is Belichick and your GM is also <laughs> Belichick, it wouldn't surprise me if Ramondre was returning kicks.
1: Damian Harris is back <laughs> now, so hey. Yep. But Ramondre they do, they do might to win, not though.
0: get the fucking ball.
1: <laughs> if this wasn't like a mostly most win, I think it'd be different. Um... I do want to add those so that with, with Devontae <laughs> Parker out, um, if he remains out, Tyquan Thornton got the most snaps last week. It was mostly him and Jacoby Myers, and then Agalor and Bourne split. So Thornton's been getting like the last four weeks of pretty much a ninety percent snap share. So he's heavily involved, Ooh. like on the field. Um, yeah, I mean he's like he's he's their most electric receiver. So I mean last year he, last week he got the seven targets, then he got three catches for sixty and a touchdown. Um, you know, made a good amount of it. So I. I have a lot of interest in him, actually, in the receiving group. I'm, you know, obviously keep an eye on um, Devontae Parker. He's he was limited yesterday. He's still in the concussion, concussion protocol. And then uh, Jonu Smith didn't practice yesterday either. He missed with the concussion last time. So if he uh, if he sits, I think Hunter Henry comes more into play with it just being him. But the Bills' defense has been really good. So really, really good. And the Patriots' offense has been really, really not. <sighs> exactly. We love it. So going into the four pm window though, we've got the Giants of Philly. We both have Philly. Um, like I mentioned in the open. The Giants are locked into six, and Philly needs a win to secure the number one seed in the bye. So I'm not overthinking yeah. this one. Um with it though, I I'm not sure at what point the the Eagles let up. Like if they say after after three quarters they're up thirty. They are like, okay, we got this, or if they just play the stars the whole game, or how they do it, because hurt, like they are trying to monitor Hurts too in his injury. So, like for me, like yeah. I didn't write him in here, but I love Miles Sanders this week actually. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I know the touchdowns get vultured when Hurts is in there, but he benefits efficiency wise from Hurts in there. The Giants are an easy matchup, especially with backups. So while like while they're trotting the Stars out there and trying you know, he will rack it up. I, uh, again, like, I'm not sure what the exact point of pulling the starters hits, but since they, you know, need the win, I don't think it's going to be so early that you have to worry a ton for fantasy. This
0: game intrigues me a little bit. Um, so the first part is that as we know with the Eagles, they lost Lane Johnson. Um, I think he's going to be back for the playoffs is what I heard, but he's out for the rest of this, the regular season. Uh, who's their right tackle, and that really sucks when you've got Kayvon Thibodeau coming at you from there. I, I know this game doesn't really matter for the Giants, but I think they're gonna try really, really hard to, like, just, just fucking beat the Eagles,
1: like for thought... no
0: other real purpose. Than yeah. to just beat their division opponent.
1: That's fair. Um, I th- I thought I'd seen that they were gonna rest starters, but I don't remember. Let me try to find it. Some some I, of Brian Dable's comments like made it very much sound like they were gonna. I think they will, but that's that's very
0: interesting to me because he's just like he's done such a good job this year that it, I don't know maybe he wants to reward his players for how tough they've played this yeah. season.
1: Oh, I think I think I saw that like backups were taking snaps first at practice or something hold on ah there you go um i think they said they weren't gonna like decide till friday but i'm very much expecting them to rest the starters
0: yeah i mean i think it's a nice sort of like good job you guys played way better than anyone expected you to you've made Mm -hmm. it in the playoffs let's
1: take the week off um yeah they they asked him in earlier in the week he said we'll talk about it and do what's best for the team so you know there you go. So then, if that's the case, then
0: and Hertz doesn't have to play. Then why even put Hertz out there? Don't you yeah, think I mean, that Gardner Minshew and a bunch of the Eagles starters can beat the
1: backup Giants? That did cross my mind. Like I'm looking for the Hurts. because he got in the limited yesterday, but obviously estimation. So if he actually is good to go, I think they just put him in and get the win. But um. Get some snaps, shake the rust off. Yeah, that too. Um, earlier in the week they said they expected him to play, and he was apparently close last week. So, I mean, but like, I'm not really. It crossed my mind too. I'm not ruling out that they like sit him again. But the number one seat's important. I think it is. And I also, like, part of it is even if they don't rest everybody, they can give Hertz a half and be like, if they're up twenty four at half, then put it right you. Oh, absolutely.
0: Or you start Minchu, you put Hurts in for a couple drives in the second, couple drives in the third, and let mm-hmm. him finish it out. It's just, uh, it feels weird whenever a division rival, like, rests starters against another, because it just feels like you should be
1: trying to kill them, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be more fun if they tried, but... Yeah. I, I think we'll see the rests. And if that happens, by the way, I do want to add, like, the... Like I don't think Tyrod will play if they rest. I don't think Brito will play if they rest. Like they like cause Tyrod falls under an important guy in my opinion for this team. Like I'm not sure what receivers will play. I know I joked earlier about Kenny Yoliday playing.
0: <laughs> so they they did lose a lot of wide receivers to injury. Yeah, so I don't know how many they actually have <laughs> to use.
1: I I could this is the, the, so this is a team where I think it's going to be good to watch for DFS because you might get some minimum-priced guys coming into play and get some good values. There's a chance it's Davis Webb throwing it to them, so it might not matter that much. But, yeah, they they got uh, Sills back on the practice squad, um, which he had been active at one point, I think, this year. And he's like David Sills the fifth or something. That's cool. Yeah. So he played a little bit earlier this year when they were super hurt, too. So he could he could be active and play, to possibly. Eesh. I guess we'll find out more on that one coming up, but it does kind of
0: sound like they're going to be resting guys. So that's yeah. kind, of a pre-season game, kind of a preseason game, kind of not for one team.
1: Yeah, that's what <laughs> makes it kind of weird. That's It's hard to like kind of break this one down. I do want to add A.J. Brown's at 14.01 yards. So if he gets that 99, he can get that nice 1,500 yardage if he wants. So yeah. there you go. Um, Dallas at Washington and up next. We both have Dallas here. Oh, Sam Howell starting. So, ah, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's why we
0: both took Dallas.
1: Um, <laughs> Dallas does have a shot at the one seed, if or, yeah, they have a shot at the one seed if Philly and San Fran both lose. But if Philly loses, the Dallas can win and take the division. So, right, they are going to try, as long as they see the Giants are in the game, <laughs> pretty much. Like I think I think once they see the Giants are, you know down X amount at a certain point, they are going to be like, okay, we're good. Yeah, I don't think that... uh, They're
0: probably, like... Whoever is their mathematician for the playoff seedings, I'm sure that every team has one on site, like, all right, you need this to happen, Mm -hmm. and this, this, do that. So I'm sure they have one of those, and they're probably like, look, the Giants are not trying against the Eagles this week, so even if you win, you probably can't progress, so just play, have a good game, and that's probably all they have to do to get the victory
1: yeah the the eagles giants matchup being the way it is affects a lot in this window i think (laughs) like (laughs) if the giants were trying it'd be way different so i think dallas is one where i'm a little iffy on dfs like i might kind of avoid their starters just because like there's a chance they don't play the whole game so hey you know what maybe someone like noah
0: brown you know (laughs) a <laughs> brown week because he was T. like y. the hilton. third string guy yeah there you go ty hilton your third string guy that has also done well sometime with the first teamers but then yeah. the backup comes in and they still do well because they have that rapport give me you know take some noah brown yeah he's in solid <laughs> I,
1: you know I don't noah say i know no Noah brown, <laughs> to that, brown. <laughs> um i think it's funny that ty hilton is back in blue and white just a different blue and white this is an i'm back in blue and white Navy blue and white. <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, different, but... The same. <laughs> yeah, with Dallas, um, Pollard is at 988 rushing yards and Zeke's at 866. So Pollard will probably hit that 1,000. Yeah. Zeke yeah, could hit that, too. Potentially. So we'll keep an eye on that one. But I, a little tougher for him, but I think Pollard gets there. I was going to say, there's no one you want from Washington,
0: right? No. Like, that's just a dumpster fire. Do they know what they want? Do they want to it's try... It-
1: I don't know they uh they were gonna start Heineke and then they would give him <laughs> a little time and then put Howell in but then they changed it to just Howell so yeah I don't know I, I can't remember if it was said like maybe he was just like screw you guys fuck that like <laughs> yeah fuck you I'm good no nah, you should give that other guy some work I'm good yeah is any a uh, free agent after this season I believe so which, you know, even if he wasn't amazing, he was a quarterback winning games, so that'll... Yeah, he's a, he's a, a better backup than a lot of teams have. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, he's a free agent after this year, so he he got a lot of his incentives. He got his, I think he has pretty much secured his uh, snaps incentive, Um, or, oh, oh it's, it's 60% of snaps in a win, so if he wasn't going to hit 60% of snaps and didn't think they'd win, it wouldn't really make sense, so... But. Yeah, so next up, we've got Arizona. San Fran. Ugh. Both have San Fran here. Again, they've got yeah. that tiny chance at the one seed. Probably the two seed as long as um, they uh, they win. Or yeah, if Minnesota wins, San Fran needs to win to get that two seed. I, I, I think don't... they should rest starters. San Fran is such an injury plague team. Yeah. And I I theorized a bit about, do they really want the two seed as much? Potentially, like... Again, we've we're talking about the scenarios like how it makes most sense that it ends up being Green Bay and they can beat Green Bay, but if it's Seattle, like do you want to see your division opponent again, and like if you're San Fran, do you feel confident you can beat the Giants too? Like you know, I think they match up pretty well against the Giants, so because the Giants don't have good receivers to take advantage of the bad secondary, and like that's that's the thing. So San matches up pretty well against the Giants, in my opinion. But again, like do they do they also think? having two-seed versus three-seed doesn't matter that much and, you know, rest here. Or are they like, hey, we want the two-seed for matchups after that to get to home field at, for, I, I guess, the other teams that aren't Philly. So, right. I I think there's a, like, chance they could do that. Or, like, I think with it being Arizona banged up and David Blau, they might get up pretty high early on really in the full starters after, like, you know, midway through the third. Like, that's a possibility. So, I think that is a possibility. That's definitely the team though,
0: like I'd be like, this is the one that should be utilizing <laughs> the potential rest because that poor team, I mean, it's really a testament to how good they are that they've had as good of a season as they've had mm-hmm. with the injuries that they've had and seem to have every year. Um, you know, rolling out with Lance, IR, putting Jimmy G, starts winning games, out. And we go to the seventh round, Brock Purdy. Mister, that's Irrelevant. just that's just the quarterback. You know, not to mention losing Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, Maurice mm-hmm. Hurst. Uh, they were missing what's his name, Fred Warner, and Greenlaw, and Kinlaw, Debo and Armstead, Debo. Like, good lord, their line. Fuck, let them take a break. It's California <laughs> this teams, man. David Blau a- <laughs> and Cliff, who is this is likely, at least in my opinion, his last game as a head coach, which I do have a question about that. And since I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Arizona San Fran, I figured I might as well ask it now. The question was on Rich Eisen over under five new coaches in 2023. And they were saying under because of how many got switched out last year. But keep in mind, this was before... Hackett got fired.
1: Yeah, that changed it too. Like, I don't, I don't think their interim stays as head coach. Right. So, I'm presuming that, that's one. That's um, one. Saturday is two because he's not probably not going
0: to come back. Yeah. Um. The Texans maybe. Texans definitely. Lovey's gone. Third. Um. I I think Cliff is gone. Personally. Yeah, that
1: would be four. Um. <clears throat> there's a chance Ron. Yeah. But I don't know. Dennis Allen should be. Dennis gone. Allen should be. Um, Bowles, possibly. I made mean, the class. Probably not Bowles. Um, yeah, probably not Bowles, but also probably should be Bowles. Yeah. Too. And then I know, again, it probably won't be McDaniels, but it should be McDaniels. Yeah. So McDips. I was
0: like, all right. So there's like eight or nine probably sh- could, should be, but might not be. So I'm like, I'll take the over on five. Mm hmm. And then you might have a surprise retirement. Like Ron could retire, Belichick yeah. could retire. Belichick, I say it every year because there's not going to be any warning because Belichick doesn't give a fuck about like easing people into his retirement. He's just gonna go up to the podium and one day and be like, oh, This is my last game as the Patriots I and, <laughs> and, and that's it.
1: <laughs> I, I really hope it's a game with against the Bengals and he's like, This is my last game, we're on to Cincinnati and Ron this leaves. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great, but no, yeah, that's yeah. I yeah, I don't think Cliff comes back. Um, he probably gets an OC. So okay, here's where we get to. We talked about Frank Wright. I, I I've seen I've seen the little rumblings about him being the Steelers OC, which you were all over. Yeah, or possibly Cliff could be an OC. Like Cliff Cliff's gonna be a good OC somewhere. I think we both agree on that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think he definitely will be. It's just a matter of where at this point i guess um but anyway uh updates though we so lamar i think i said him no practice today Hertz has a limited practice today these are coming through in real time so sounding pretty optimistic for Hertz, i think uh, but with this team yep. um it's gonna be Blau starting hopkins has been ruled out already so i'm torn on if i think james connor plays i think there's a chance they arrest him i'm not positive though um, and I don't think Robbie plays cause he got made up last week. They said, um, Marquise Brown's going to play, but again, I'm like always a little skeptical. Like, nah, I don't know. like my, my favorite Arizona pass catcher is probably Trey McBride here because. All yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a rookie. He's going to keep playing. He's like their only tight end. Um, and then Blau had a good connection with him last week. So I, I, I need to write McBride in here, but I kind of like him. Um, I think Dortch is worth a look, too, just given all the receiver injuries and San Fran's pressure they're going to bring. But, of course, like if Hollywood's active and he's, by an absurd margin, their best receiver, I think he is someone to consider. But we also, of course, have Kittle versus Arizona here. So, to get that win, Kittle going <laughs> bonkers kind of makes some sense, too. Yeah.
0: He's also a first-half dominate, then he's probably out the rest of the game kind of guy. I could see that, yeah like he also deals with the injury bug and he he goes he's either 100 or 0 Tip. so he's going hard so you've got a lot of good they have a lot of good tight end San Fran by uh they have Croft and Werner and Dwelly is back up so they'll get some playing time i think Kittle probably plays a half um of really good football obviously mm-hmm. and then probably sits out I see. If I'm the Niners, I'm resting people. I would rest McCaffrey. I want him good to go for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and he, I, Jordan stick- Mason's been really good. Yeah, and uh, I know Eli Mitchell got designated to return too. I saw that too. So he'll be back. Yeah, I don't know if he'll play this week. Debo's not playing. Um, or he said he said he will not play if he's not fully recovered. So I don't think Debo plays. Um, Wednesday practices don't matter, so it's kind of hard to read any DMPs there. So. Yeah, but yeah, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they like said, "Hey, McCaffrey, just chill." Yeah. They... <laughs> chill, McCaffrey. Yeah. Connor did. So yeah, Connor had like a shin or knee pop up. He he got a. He was spotted in practice. They say, so I guess that counts as limited. Um, again, like I'm just really curious if he actually, like I don't know why this is like triggering like a sense for me that he might not play, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I I think it is too. And if Connor contract? doesn't
0: play, like.
1: The Cardinals don't have an offense. I wrote James' contract in here. It says James (laughs) Conter. That's kind of funny. Um, And like they may want to like give Kante Ingram more run too. Like that's the thing is, even if that these guys play, they might get, they might see more work to a backup than usual. Yeah. Um, So uh, yeah, he's okay. He's pretty securely there next year. So I feel like that would give them more reason to arrest him. Potentially, if he's going to be there next year. So, but again, like, I, I just is not like a lock or super confident. I just think there's potential doubt there. um, And then also maybe with Robbie as well. So, and then, oh yeah, Brandon Ayuk's at 956, by the way, yardage wise.
0: Hey, there so we
1: go. There's a milestone for him to go for. But next up, we've got the Rams at Seattle. This is one where right now I'm picking Seattle, but I really want the Rams to win. And you're picking the Rams. So, I'm taking the Rams. I think it's going to happen. This
0: Rams team looks significantly better with Baker. Just not even because it's Baker, because it's just a consistent quarterback in the offense who isn't hurt. And, you know, having some consistency there and playing with the team for a couple weeks because they were just, uh, it was just bad there for a while. Yeah, with like Wolford and Perkinson, yeah. And I know that the Broncos suck, but they really beat the ever-loving shit out of them.
1: Yeah, and but that, that was the thing. Their really defense great. had been good, too.
0: Yeah, no, it, it really had been. So, I don't know. I uh, I think this Rams team is going to play spoiler here for Seattle. I'm calling it.
1: Yeah, this is one I'm very willing to take the over on, on 41.5. Again, I've been bad at those, but this is one. That was when we were picking them all, though. Now that I'm just picking a couple out, this one makes sense. Because neither of these defenses are great, and like yeah. especially... Like the Rams have fallen off a lot with injuries. Their pass defense has been bad all year, but their run defense got worse with the injuries. Seattle's right. run D's rough. Um, you can still pass on. Like they've got three goal, but you can still pass on them. So this game going over definitely makes uh, some sense. Still, but the big concern with you know the Rams is like you know who are they going to throw to? It's like Van <laughs> Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Higby, and the running backs. Like not an amazing crew. Um, but yeah, since but Seattle, Higby, it's, yeah. it's the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, Seattle's terrible against tight ends. Higby needs uh, 13 yards to hit his incentive of 500K, so he's at least good for 13 yards, uh, potentially more. And then on the Seattle side, Walker is at 936 rushing yards and Lockett's at 979 receiving yards. Again, they need a win, so I don't think those incentives are really in the worry, but I think they probably hit them. Um, I do love any of the main Seattle guys like Geno, Lockett, DK, Walker, just because, you know, they, they won't know their fate, but they do need a win if they want to make the playoffs. So,
0: Yeah.
1: These need to win teams. I like fantasy wise.
0: Yeah, same, always. And like, I don't know. I I'm not. I I'm was not impressed by the by Seattle beating the Jets last week because I think the Jets would have lost to anybody. <laughs> they just didn't look ready to play an an NFL game. And the Seattle's kind of been. They've lost a lot of momentum. Maybe that win will help give them some. Um, but I kind of like. The, uh, whenever I like when Baker's back is up the, against the wall and everyone is telling him he sucks, <laughs> that's when he plays his best. And there's nothing really from Seattle that I find impressive in like any real phase of the game outside of DK. And Walker. And Walker. Dude, yeah, he's, he's been a, he's so good.
1: That that team cannot run block for shit. And he's been really awesome. Like, he's been, like, he, like, he's been so good. I think he'll get his thousand. Oh yeah, I mean, he got he got one thirty three on the Jets last week. Yeah, and I know he got like a lot of it on a big run, but like Kenneth Walker like is a big play machine. He
0: is. So. He just his legs don't stop moving. He's, like <laughs> he's kind of like Maurice Jones Drew in that regard. <laughs> the legs just keep charting. He's a little taller, I think. Jones Drew. Oh yeah, pretty yeah. Pretty yeah.
1: Maurice Jones Drew is pretty sure. Yeah. He Maurice Jones Drew got like post like this time there's a lot of guys post playing when they're like real fit and like uh-huh. if they're shorter and stout like he's like big stocky now oh he's so wide I know I love it <laughs> width yeah like he was wide but now it's like super wide um, and because like, he's also he... sitting at a tiny
0: desk next to like four other people
1: who <laughs> so... aren't athletes so he looks like three times wider than a normal human it's so fun to watch I do love it, and like it's funny you'll see like Liman go the opposite way. Like they get so thin, yeah, and you like hardly recognize them because they don't have to be absolutely massive behemoths anymore. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Their so. thirty thousand calorie
0: diet is back <laughs> down to like you know, it's probably still high for a bit. It's probably back
1: down though to two th- to four thousand. Yeah, whatever you know, fairly normal amount they need to you know, preserve <laughs> their stature. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, so. We mentioned it. I think Acres is worth putting in here, too, because he's been actually playing really well lately. Um, he's kind of been part of the catalyst of some of their revival. Um, and this is a good matchup for him, too. Yeah. Yeah, this is a
0: really big audition tape for
1: Baker. I think you put that in
0: there. Mm-hmm. And I I agree with that. Like, they, he needs to show the Rams that he's good, but also potential other teams should the Rams not want to, you know, re-sign him or something. Yeah, exactly. So...
1: This is, uh, is going to be a fun game to see if we can hopefully get the uh, upset. This is definitely the best game of this window. So next up, we've got the charge the Denver. I wrote a TBD here. Um, Denver became favored uh, once the schedule kind of got confirmed. And now once it became more likely that the Bengals-Bills game wouldn't really finish. So the Chargers, there's a decent chance that they know they're locked into 5-seed before this game. Now, if Baltimore wins, then the Chargers are gonna actually play. Because, um, again, you get that 5-seed to play the and the AFC South winner instead of playing one of the top three teams. So, I've got a TBD here. Because like Denver just kept playing as they had, because they were already eliminated. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's literally the, the big thing that's hinges on there are some milestones though for the chargers um so mike and uh michael Williams and austin eckler mike's at 863 and eckler's at 881 rushing um i think those only come into play if um the chargers need to win which sounds kind of weird to say but like i don't know if they both play enough to get those to get there if the chargers rest um DeAndre hey, if Carter, you, oh, if yeah, you
0: asked me who has more rushing yards eckler or tyler al jair I would never say Al Jair, but because Eckler gets so much catch work. Yeah. He's sitting here at eight eight one. I don't know if he'll be
1: gunning for that, especially Man, if this game doesn't so. matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the big thing is, like, he, he's more likely to get there if the game matters for sure. Um, yeah. DeAndre Carter needs two catches to get to 250K, so I think they will get him that. Yeah, and that's Everett, one. Yeah, Everett needs five catches to get hit another 250K. So I think, again, he's someone who I think will get his incentives even if they rest. Yeah.
0: Carter, definitely. Everett, five receptions is a good amount. That might be, a, we're going to throw you the ball five times, but we don't want to keep you out there and hopefully you catch all five. Yeah. Um, If it's a thing where he needs like one more for the the end of
1: the half or something, maybe they'll do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it doesn't matter, you know, why not get your guy's money? So yeah. we'll see. Um, but again, this really hinges on the Baltimore game. On the Denver side, it's tough because it's Denver and they've, they suck. And they've been tanking all year. Not tanking all year, but they've been bad all year. So nothing's changing from last game to this game. Um, Albert O got a good amount of work last week with um, Dolce on IR. So I think he's someone to consider again for a tight end streamer. Or I don't know. I don't know if DFS, DFS price, is probably cheap. Um, I'm not terribly interested in the receivers just because if the Chargers do rest, um, Denver can kind of just, you know, not have to throw as much. Um, running back-wise, I don't even know about Latavius Murray just because Chase Edmonds is getting more involved. Marlon Mack's on IR, so it's, it's mostly just Murray and um, Edmonds. But, like, they might want to see more Edmonds, so... Yeah. And I think... um. Like Denver has a lot more to play for because
0: they've played like shit the whole year, and now that they have you know gotten rid of their head coach, they definitely want to end the season on a positive note. Like yeah, they played well yeah. last week too, so they well, did they well, did they play well. They played
1: the Chiefs close.
0: So like I actually might take Denver here, um, especially if this game doesn't matter. If it does, then I'll take the Chargers. But if it doesn't, I'll probably take Denver. Yeah, it's all got the T V D for me. Yeah, I'll put like my little clause here mm-hmm. pending uh, Baltimore or whatever. Yeah, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if this game matters, Chargers.
1: <laughs> um, last up, we've got the Sunday night game. Detroit at Green Bay. Oh, yeah. I wrote TBD. Not so much because I'm waiting to decide after the Seattle game. More so because I'm actually not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. This one's really tough. I think the Packers are on a roll. Um, They've got all the momentum right now. Their offense is finally putting pieces together. They're finally running the fucking football. How fucking long did it take for them to run the goddamn? How many times did we say like, hey, Packers, if you want to win this game, you should probably try running the football. They're (laughs) five and oh, when they run the ball half the time. Yeah.
1: And it's not, even, it's not even the, like, correlation thing. It's they actually run the ball well. Just, God damn it. It's so brain-dead. It's like, all right, we should probably
0: try running the ball this week. And I'm just, like, picturing Rodgers, like, eh, I don't really feel like it. And then it's like, okay, this is the last game. If we don't run the ball, we lose and we don't make the playoffs. He's like, fine. Mm-hmm. So they run and they start winning. It's like, God, you guys are. Fucking idiots. Um,
1: yeah. When their line's healthy too, their run game is insane. <sighs> I know,
0: which it, it is right now. It sucks. It, I think it's likely Green Bay does win this. Um, Detroit's just been way better at home the whole season. This is a road game for them.
1: Oh yeah, Jared Goff's football powers won't be here.
0: I know. He <laughs> leaves them in the locker room. He can only use them at home. It's part of his curse. There's this. I, I like the whole narrative would just be so like, perfect. It's like, you have the season starting with Hard Knocks, and Dan Campbell, all, you know, I love you guys! And just all this, you know, positive vibes, and they start the season like shit, and then they start putting it together, and now they're here, and you beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to make the playoffs, or you lose, and you just once again prove that as long as Rodgers is in the division, you are not getting to the playoffs. So it's a really big game for that. And if only the fucking Jets had beaten the goddamn <laughs> Seahawks last week, this would actually be a true win-in situation for both teams. But now we have this weird three-way, you know, fucking bonanza. <laughs> Cuz the
1: Jets couldn't
0: pl- you know, pull their own weight, which it really sucks. They didn't just fuck themselves over. They fucked Detroit over too.
1: Yeah. And that was your whole thing. And there was one point you're like, I'm fine if they lose, as long as it gets the Lions to the playoffs. Yep. So, and then they couldn't hold things out last week.
0: They couldn't hold it out. It makes me really sad, but I'm pulling for the, the Lions here. I want to see them make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Green Bay? I don't think you deserve to make the playoffs. Um, I'll say it right now. I don't think you deserve it. You gave me a third of a good season.
1: Yeah, they mean they've not been anything special. <laughs> and I know you're gonna lose if you play the Niners. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like, if they get the Niners, like they they always get crushed by the Niners in the playoffs. I love it. So And
0: their their team is not set up to to do well against the Niners either. That's like a, you need a team with a good O line and a good passing game. And the Packers are They have good O line, but they have a good
1: O-line, they have good run blocking, but that's not how you beat the Diners. Yeah, I um I also think McCaffrey would just go absolutely insane against the Packers. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. if we get that matchup, just know I will be pushing heavily to use McCaffrey in that matchup. <laughs> but yeah, again, NFL really fucked up here, like putting these different times. They ha- they needed to be at the same time to keep it like competitively fair and they just flipped it up because yeah. they want Roger in the playoffs. Um incentive wise, Jamal Williams is at nine ninety four. I can't remember how much money he gets for hitting a thousand, but he does get an instead of hitting a thousand and school milestone, so he'll get oh, a six yards, I assume. Yeah. Um Khalif Raymond needs either uh oh actually both can work. So seven catches gets him to two hundred and fifty K and then uh fifty yards also gets him another two hundred and fifty K. The latter seems more likely. Mm-hmm. So Look out for that, especially. Yeah, but you know, if if they're eliminated, I think they will try a little bit more for that, maybe. But th- this is the situation where I think we're both on the same page with this: that the Lions will try very hard, even if they are eliminated here. I think so. It's the last regular season game of like the league this year. It would get Dan a winning season. Get the Lions a winning season. Which how long have we said? How long have we said that? Like it's right. been since what's his name. Um the guy they fire after the winning season. What well, can I uh, remember Cam- uh, C- Campbell, right? Wasn't his name? Cam- um, Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah, we got Campbell so right now. It. it was Caldwell, yeah. Um, similar name. Yeah, there was a Jim Caldwell. They haven't had a winning season, so. I was thinking Jim Campbell. So, that also sounds like a coach name. Yeah, Jim. That's a very head coach name. Um, so, anyway, yes. Yeah, so with this, uh, they would love to play spoiler to the, to the Packers anyway, so. Yeah. But we know it's going to happen. Roger's going to make the playoffs again. <laughs> I hope not. I was. I, I really want to. I hope there. it's the Lions. I so hope it's the Lions. We're rooting for, we're rooting for the Rams. We're, we're, we're the the Baker fans right yeah, now. We're the Baker fan club this week. The Big Baker Club. But um, thank you for tuning in into our uh, eh, l- lengthier We're making up some lost time though. Make for our, our uh, week eighteen preview here. There are a lot of scenarios to break down, go through all that. So. A lot of incentive work that you put in yeah i wanted to keep track of uh all of that motivation stuff because that's super helpful for the week 18 dfs like if you like are ahead of people on the info like there's not really much information edge anymore but like week 18s where you can get that if you're like ready for everything know what scenarios might happen know where like the you know value backups are, are going to be the knowing the incentives too so as we get you know up to these games. I'll, I'll, I'll update the motivation chart and post that like I did last year to keep that going. Um, I've got it set right now as if the uh, Buffalo Cincy game doesn't play. That seems like what's going to happen. So got that in place. We'll get more news throughout the week of who's going to like rest play. But I think I've got it mostly sorted out. But thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle and online at Mozzie and